0: Yo, what is going on all you unstoppable restaurant professionals? Thank you for joining us today. Before we get started, we have to thank today's sponsor, Hot Schedules. Since 1999, they've been laser focused on giving restaurants the best tools to help us manage our people, improve productivity, and they do it all from a platform that fits your business. Visit go.hotschedules.com unstoppable to learn more. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Nick Fosberg. Nick, are you feeling unstoppable
1: today? I'm always feeling unstoppable, Eric. Yes,
0: sir. That is what I like to hear. So, Nick has been in the bar business since the day he was born. At the age of 26, he bought his father's bar, and after six months of owning the bar, He had three new bars open in his area. The economy was forcing his loyal regulars to hold on to their their cash even tighter than before. And he was just lost with really no direction or not knowing what to do. Uh, But this story, it gets better. And I think you're going to be able to tell that part of the story much better. So I'll let you do that, Nick. But before we get your story, I want to get that inspirational, motivational ball rolling With a success quote or mantra So what
1: do you have for us today Nick my man Yeah one that has always stood out To me was one by Zig Ziglar that you can have everything In life you want if you will just help Enough other people get what They want Ooh, man. I love it. I really do.
0: And there's so much there's so much value in that, especially with our industry, because what I've learned listening to people like you, successful people, is our jobs as owners, as managers, is to empower other people, to give them the tools they need to be successful, and to make it about everyone, not just yourself. So it, Exactly. The more you give, the more you receive. For sure, dude. I can't wait to dive further. So let's give the listeners a Bigger like, idea of your story I kind of just let them know how you got into it But talk to them about how you got into it um, And how you got
1: to where you are today And what you got going on now yeah, I'll give you the 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 short version. Um, pretty much, I, I've grown up in the business since the day I was in diapers. My dad's owned bars for forty plus years now, and so I grew up in the business. And again, at the age of you know twenty six, I wanted to stop working for tips and I wanted to own uh, own and you know own the business, work for profits. And I had the opportunity to buy it from my dad, and I didn't have the money to do it. And I went out and found three different investors. I had lines of credit built up from uh, some real estate stuff that I d- had done in the past, and uh, he also fronted. Me about a hundred grand that I had to pay back to him over two three years time, mm-hmm. so he, he gave me a good deal on it for sure. And uh, you know, I, I got into it from there. And but the thing is, I always worked as you know a manager, a bartender, and I didn't know anything about the marketing. I didn't know anything about really payroll or any of that. You know, I'd done the money and stuff in the morning, but that was it. Long story short, six months later, I find myself paying the bars' bills out of my own pocket because mm-hmm. I'm paying all these investors back. We had three new bars open. I'm from Rockford, Illinois, which is considered by Forbes magazine the third worst city to live in in the entire United States for uh, <laughs> for jobs and everything and for the economy. Um, and that's kind of where, you know, I, I hit a brick wall and I reached out to our industry trade magazines, looked for answers, came up short, you know. Um, so I started looking in small business marketing books and started finding all these different strategies and started applying little ones here and there and and started seeing some success doing things completely different than you know kind of what i learned from my dad with the tv radio newspaper just blasting your specials and your logo out there and hoping people come in um and you know just started marketing a little bit more strategically and targeting certain demographics of people uh with, with the right offers and um I ended up reaching out to a marketing coach flew I spent about eight grand to go fly out to a full day uh, consultation with him in Atlanta and he just changed the entire vision of business growth to me in marketing and in persuasion and sales. And we put this through uh, what I like to call my loyal regular value optimization uh, system in place into my business, and within six to eight months, I had doubled my business from doing about forty grand a month in sales to about eighty grand a month in sales
0: wow man that 's impressive stuff and what really just inspires me, Nick, about your story is that you were up against it dude, and you're like you said you 're paying bills out of your own pocket, and it was tough, you were struggling, but you didn 't quit. You, you forced yourself to learn more, to sharpen the, the saw, so to speak, and to just keep pushing and look where you are today. And I love also that you went out and you, you found a mentor. Uh, you found a coach to really help. and I don't think enough of us, maybe there's so much pride in doing that for some people. like they, they just they can't bring themselves to go ask for help. but there's so much that can come from just asking for help
1: oh yeah to to this day, I spend about twenty five grand a year going to marketing seminars and i 'm part of mastermind programs and I work with other coaches um, because you always learn something and that one little thing that you could learn could be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars over over time you know something that you easily make another ten fifteen twenty grand with in the in matter of two three months with with marketing uh, your business so it's I, I definitely think anybody, no matter how successful you are. You need a coach. I mean, look at professional athletes. Mm, They're surrounded by coaches and mentors. Absolutely, man. So let me ask
0: you, what is your why? Let's start with why. Like, what drives you? What's your purpose? Like, what makes you get out of bed every morning to show up at the restaurant?
1: Well, you know, to to be honest with you, I am only at my bars maybe – one of them about three to four times a month. The other one about once a month because, mm-hmm. uh, part of the story I didn't, you know, get into was I had started bar restaurant success because I wanted to help other bar and restaurant owners, um, increase their business, take their business to the next level by applying these different strategies that I learned because nobody in the industry is really helping bar owners really take their business to the next level with the right marketing strategies used today. And so that's when I started bar restaurant success to do that. So, what gets me up today, what gets me going, it's really, I spend 98% of my time focusing on bar restaurant success, helping other bar and restaurant owners, because I've systematized my two other businesses where I have managers taking care of everything, um, for me. So I enjoy doing that, but, it, again, it's all about the more you can help other people, the more you're going to get out of life. And that's what I enjoy doing is, is helping other bar and restaurant owners who are you know, who want to take their business to the next level, just don't know the right path to take.
0: So would you say your purpose, your drive, your,
1: you mean what gets you
0: going is just the ability to help other people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because the very first client I ever worked with um, her response back to me from the results that she got crying to me on the phone that hit me unlike anything that ever has you know where you can really uplift somebody it's the best feeling in the world and that's really what gets me up and going is being able to to take these guys from kind of where i was at you know kind of struggling or guys who are doing good but just haven't been able to see these types of results because they just have you know okay marketing and not great marketing Mm. Awesome. And I love that you just mentioned, like,
0: helping. One of the purposes of asking this question, the why or purpose, is to to show people what it takes, what your intentions, like, what has to be behind uh, what you do to be successful. And I think that if you boil it down to just helping others, whether it be your staff, uh, you know, reach their full potential or just helping others by showing them a good time at your restaurant. I mean, if if you make that one of your core values, um, it's so – there's so much impact there. There's so much value there. So – awesome stuff and let me ask you um when did you know this is going to be kind of a, a weird one or new because you've been in the industry so long like when did you know that this is going to be your, your life like your your not just your for now job working for dad but when did you know that you were going to make a career out of the
1: hospitality industry I knew once, um, let's see, I I was about 19, 20 years old. I I flew out, I lived in uh, Seattle for a while and I, I got into the real estate business and I just didn't, you know, I wanted to take a break from what I had grown up in. And I just realized when I was out there that it wasn't for me and that I really wanted to get back into working in the bar restaurant business. That's what I you know that's what i knew that's what i understood and it's really what i loved and so that's really when i knew when i came back from seattle and moved out here and or moved back to the chicago area and when i bought the bar like having that ownership feeling that very first day of walking in like this is mine it was just the awesome it, it was an awesome experience and then just being able to i looked at everybody completely different as you know, I got to do everything I can to 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 make these people happy, um, and I enjoyed doing that. So they kept coming back, but it also built great relationships. I mean, it's like a second family. You know, your loyal customers. Yeah, man, and I, I mean, like you said, it changed your 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 view.
0: Like, how was it before? Like you said, it changed, but what was it like before? And like you said,
1: it went, before, was it not family before? I'm curious. Well, before it. Yeah, it was, but it was just a job then to me. Mm. Working for tips. I'm working for an hourly wage. Um, and it was okay. You know, it just felt like a job, even though it was my dad's place. But it's like when you take something over and you own it and you have all this responsibility and you have all this debt, you take that business much more serious. Oh, yes. You know, hey, I, I better do something here. Otherwise I'm going to lose everything. So it was a completely different feeling, but it felt good, you know, um, but during the times when I really struggled, it didn't feel good. And I just mm. didn't I knew I had a marketing problem, you know, and I knew that there was tons of bars restaurants out there doing well, you know that 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 didn't have that problem, and I just had to figure out the right approach, the right way to attract new customers um, and that's what I had to go find out and do awesome man so let's let's get your it factors now if you could just like boil it down to
0: like a handful of characteristics, habits traits. Uh you already mentioned your desire to make people happy and to help others um, I mean, what are some of the other if factors that you think have made you successful in this industry?
1: um well number one is is working with mentors and 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 always trying to learn more technology, the world everything is changing at such a rapid pace today that there's always new ways new uh, new ways to market your business, there's new products coming out, there's faster, smarter, more effective ways to run your business, so I think one of the things is just to continue to keep learning, spend a few hours a week, even if it's just an hour a week, to research the industry and, to, and, and really to research marketing, you know, um, because that ultimately that's what is getting people in the door. Yes, you got to provide good food, good service, good atmosphere to keep these guys coming back. But if you want new customers, you got to show up in front of those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the number one thing is just to always keep learning. Don't, don't think that you know everything, whether if you've been in this business 30 years, 20 years, or 50 years. There's always something new to learn. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And one thing,
0: people come to me and they say, Eric, why do you say you're a student of the industry? Why, why do you put so much emphasis on you being in school and learning? I'm like, well... You know, that's what I'm doing. One thing, it's transparent. But another thing is what I've learned from talking to people like you and other successful people is if you want to be successful, you need to consider yourself a student all the time because you're always learning. As soon as you stop learning, I mean, that's when you're going to fall behind. That's when your competitors are going to get one step ahead of you. So I don't think I'm ever going to consider myself not a student. <laughs> like, yeah. No, de- definitely. Definitely. You're right on. Yeah, man. So what are some of the other if factors that you have?
1: um one is as, as far as being successful in the bar and restaurant business yeah okay well the main thing that i that i've learned is that you know one of the things that I hear a lot of these uh, uh, marketing gurus out there talk about, they're like, okay, you're, you're not in the you're not in the bar business, you're not in the restaurant business, you are in the marketing business. You are in the business of marketing your promotions and your services, your products to get you know people in the door. And one of the things that I always learned was just you know from my dad was mass media marketing. Throw out your you know use the newspaper, the radio, um, TV, and pretty much what you see everybody do. What exactly what you see the corporate chains do. Here's our logo. Here's our price. Here's the day we're doing this. And that's pretty much all it is. From what I've learned and what really took my business to the next level was building a list of customers by – offering what I like to call a lead magnet, some kind of offer where you break even on the front end or even maybe lose a little bit of money on the front end because you need to think more about the lifetime value of that customer. So in order to get a brand new customer in the door, it's going to take a much more valuable offer. Um, So if you can promote this specific offer to get people in the door, but in order for them to get this, they have to hand over the personal contact information. These people are telling you, hey, I want to do business with you. Otherwise, they would not be giving you their their contact information. And when you have a list of these people who raise their hand and say, hey, I want to do business with you, I like you, I trust you, or they would not be giving you that information, there's nobody more profitable to market to than these people. Mm. Um, and that's where I've been able to see these huge, huge ROIs on our marketing dollars is because we focus on targeting people who want to do business with us rather than keep marketing to the masses and hoping the right people see our offer and want to take advantage of it. So, building a customer was having, you know, a VIP program, a loyalty program, but where a lot of bar and restaurant owners go wrong with this is you'll look at their website, sign up to our newsletter or just sign up to our VIP program. What's the benefit of that? It's like you have to show people the value. You have to show them how they benefit and you have to explain to them why they should take advantage of this in order for to, to get them to to uh, to hand over that information. And then the second mistake that they make is, there's no follow-up process in place of building a relationship with them. So with all my marketing, I try to be as personal as possible. I tell stories about my family, my friends, what I did over the weekend, a story that might have happened at the bar. Because my goal with my marketing when I continue to, to, to market to these uh, customers to get them back in the door is I want them to feel like they know me on a personal level even if they've never met me before. Mm. So if this is a brand new customer and three weeks, four weeks later, they're going through this marketing system, I want to feel like they know me um, even if we've never met and shook hands before.
0: Awesome. And I feel like we're really going to have an opportunity to dive into the topic of marketing when we get to this part in the speed round. And you are giving us great advice. I'm I'm making notes right now because I have things I want to ask you when we get there. But I want to move on to the next question, unless you have any other if factors you want to share with us. No, that's that's cool. All right, so the next question I have for you is your if factor applied. Um, I mean, can you talk to us about a, t- a story where one of these if factors, whether it be your just des- your burning desire just to learn more or your ability to know the value in one-on-one marketing or email marketing, um, t- t- give us a specific example where this if factor just really helped you get to the next level.
1: Okay, the the, the very first time I applied what is called a a sales letter um in in my marketing I, I learned how to write sales letter used uh copywriting and they call copywriting salesmanship in print but it was around this time of year I bought a list of businesses uh, to book holiday parties because my marketing coach says, hey, what can we do to bring in the most amount of money in the shortest amount of time? And I said, well, you know, when we have parties, our sales can be 30% up to 50%, sometimes depending on the day, 100% more than what they usually are. He says, okay, then that's what we need to do. So he taught me the strategy of using a sales letter that would persuade these businesses to want to have their holiday parties at my bar. So I bought a list of 500 businesses within a five mile radius of my business. Sent out these letters to them using urgency, saying, "Hey, we're only giving X amount of these away." When really we were trying to book as many as we could, mm-hmm. and we ended up booking 16 parties, I believe it was. And our sales were 16,091 dollars from this mailer. It cost me about it was between four or five hundred bucks. I don't have the exact amount, but I got sixteen thousand dollars back in sales for about a four to five hundred dollar investment. Wow, and what that's. Is- that That's when my mind just blew up, and I'm like, Wow, you know this is exactly what I've been missing Wow, man, that is impressive and um i mean to me i I have to
0: admit like I'm a little intimidated when it comes to all the like email marketing, and there's so much like uh just, there's so much. Uh, finesse to it. I think, uh, that we can really learn a lot from you. Um, and just finding the right opportunities, wording, like you said, like really you were talking before about like making connection with people and making it personal. I mean, there's so much we can learn there. Uh, so I'm really excited to learn more about this marketing when we get to that question. But now let's talk about a time where, you know, you really fell hard on your ass, Nick, with a failure. I mean, you've given us a lot of successes, but let's talk about a failure now. Let's, let's bring it to a moment, a real moment, when you just fell short and fell hard. And what did you learn from that failure?
1: Well, yeah, it was, it was exactly when I was struggling about six months uh, into owning the bar. I'm sitting there writing <laughs> checks to, uh, I remember I was writing it to one of our liquor reps. And after I wrote it, I realized that I was in the red. I didn't have enough money in my account to even pay this bill and there was about three to four other bills left that I had to pay. Um, and that's when it kind of hit me and I'm like, uh, I'm stuck. What am I going to do? I'm frustrated. I, you know, I got a wife. I got a kid. Um, and my dad has been successful in the business, you know, his entire life. I didn't, I, I felt like, I, I didn't want to let my family down and I also felt embarrassed that here I am taking this over and now I'm going to be a failure. You know and that's that was the biggest um, the biggest failure point you know that really hit me that lit a fire up under my ass to do something about it
0: so what do you think where do you think you fell short like what do you think you were doing differently that your dad was doing uh, or was it just timing? was it external I- factors?
1: Yeah, I think it was definitely the timing. Obviously, when a new bar opens up, like our our demographics uh, for the late night, 10 to 2, you know, we did have the younger crowd in there. And any time a new bar opens, you know, that is catering to a younger crowd, they're always going to go to where that new place is. I mean, any time a new restaurant opens, anybody knows this. Everybody wants to check it out. It's new. It's new. It's new. Um, so I think that hurt us a lot when we had three new places open within, it was about six, eight months, um, within, you know, just a few miles of us. So that I think took into play, but also be, I don't think I was taking it as serious. I wasn't spending, um, you know, too much effort on it. I was just saying, Oh, we'll do this ad. We'll do this ad. And I wasn't thinking strategically about it. And if it did bring, I didn't even know if those ads were bringing people in again, I was just saying, here's our price. Here's our special. Here's the day. I didn't know what customers were coming in for it, and I didn't have a good plan in place of, of trying to get these customers to come back. I wasn't capturing their information, um, so I think that was, you know, that was it. No, no strategy um, in place at all. Awesome, great stuff. So. We have crushed the first half of this interview.
0: Nick, you've been awesome, giving us great advice, specifically on just marketing, which we don't really get enough of on the show, so I'm pumped about that. We're going to dive into the speed round now. Before we do, we just need to take a quick moment to thank today's sponsor. Hands down, one of the biggest challenges in this industry is finding passionate people who are skilled and fit our restaurant's culture. That's why I ask all of my guests how they hire and how they retain their employees. This is a real struggle, which is why I'm really excited to tell you about Hot Schedules Recruit. Unlike other job boards that force you to spend hours shifting through unqualified candidates, Recruit makes it easy for your employees to refer someone to you. You can rank candidates, message them, and do all of your recruiting from one spot. Plus, it integrates with Hot Schedules. In this service industry, everyone knows everyone. Recruit helps you find great people and reward your employees at the same time. If you want to learn more about Hot Schedules Recruit, get a demo, or talk about pricing, head over to go.hotschedules.com slash unstoppable. That's go.hotschedules.com slash unstoppable. Go.hotschedules.com slash unstoppable. All right, we're back. And my first question for you, Nick, is, you know, what is your advice for getting that initial capital to get started? I know you have a unique uh story where you you're working with your dad but I mean what have you seen other people do
1: or what what do you what would you recommend to you just to get that initial capital to get going you know i'm not going to lie to you um, i i haven't seen too many others i haven't worked with too many people who've had a problem getting Funding, And I know there's all these new resources out there now, and I'm just starting to learn about those. So I I can't give the best expert advice on how to get funding. All I can say is what I did was I reached out to the closest family members, friends that I had who gave me the money. I paid them 10% on their money with a balloon payment, and that's how I got the funding for for my place. Why, Uh,
0: Why would they give you the money, though? What made you so special that they were willing to give you the money?
1: Um, well, I think it was because uh, they trusted me, number one. These are, you know, family, friends who, who know me, um, and I think that was really the the main key. Also, I had some assets that was tied to the loan, so if I couldn't pay them back, um, they had a way to get their money back. Mm-hmm. Awesome, but yeah i know I know there's all these uh, different services out there now um, can't think of some of the names of them, but uh where you can go find these investors or get multiple investors and, and get anywhere from two hundred to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars.
0: You're talking about crowdsourcing or like like uh, angel investing?
1: No, not angel. There, there's crowdfunding out there. Um, there's a couple different sites, but you can put something up saying, "Here, here's what I'm trying to raise money for." You put your business plan out there, and then there's you know hundreds or well shit, thousands of investors who are look at these little deals and say, "Okay, I'll invest this amount into it." Um, and again, I'm, I'm starting to learn more and more about it because I do have some clients coming to me saying, "Yeah, I'd like to open another place, but don't have the money." Um, so that, that's something I'm learning more about right now. Hmm,
0: look more into that. Thanks for sharing it with us. All right. So the next question I have for you is on the topic of hiring. Uh, when you're hiring, what are you looking for? What questions are you asking? What, I mean, what's the secret?
1: Okay. Well, what I did in the past, I don't hire anymore, but it's still, still the same. Um, you know, I would still use the same philosophy if I, if I was, but number one, I always look to make sure that they can have good eye contact with Mm -hmm. me. Um, and I always ask them, why should I hire you over anybody else? So I don't like to give them a yes or no question. I want them to, you know, give me an answer and have to be more, um, um, you know, kind of sell themselves on me on why I should hire them. And then I'll also just ask them certain questions like, okay, so if a customer has a complaint and, you know, there's there's something wrong with the food, what are you going to do? you know so i always ask these little questions of of little things that can happen in the bar and restaurant business i mean it always happens um and i just want to see how they would handle it um and, and then kind of take it from there but i always like asking them why should i hire you over anybody else mm-hmm. um, and i always look for personality mm-hmm. you know they got to have a good personality and they got to be motivated and driven um so i always like to find out I always like to ask them, are you willing to take over extra shifts if people call you in? Um, Or if we call you in, can can you come in for extra shifts? And some people, you know, will tell me, no, I can't. And some will say, oh, yeah, I'll take all that I can. Well, I know they want to work. I know they're motivated to work. Um, And so so that's that's one of the other ones. And then being in the bar business, I always ask them, you know, obviously – your, you make more money from tips than you do usually from your hourly. You know, how many people do you think you can get in here on one of your shifts? Because I want to find people who can bring new customers in, bring their friends in, bring their family in. So I always like to ask that too to kind of get a general idea of. You know, some people say, "Oh, I don't know, none of my friends go out," or some of them will say, "Oh, I can get a bunch of people in here." So it's always good to to, to find the 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 staff who could. You know, promote and get people in the door for you because it makes them more money and it makes everybody more money, all the other servers and bartenders as well. Yeah.
0: I like before how you were talking too about those situational questions where you really start pulling back to layers. And what that, I mean, one thing that's really valuable in asking those situational and like asking why and really getting them to think, um, and not being so generic with your questions is you, you get them thinking on the spot in a stressful situation to see how they handle themselves in those like awkward, like, uh, like, you know, and it's really good to see that, that, that people can handle themselves and be sharp and quick in those stressful situations too.
1: Yeah, it's it's important, and I'm not going to lie. Finding good staff, it is tough. Yeah, it is, and that's why I asked the question. <laughs> it, it's 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 tough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when you find
0: these good people, Nick, what do you do to hang on to them? Like, what's the best way to keep these good people on your
1: team? Well, I always give them most of them are raised within uh 30 days and i always tell them that that after 30 days we will give you a raise depending on you know you showing up on time the way you look when you come in and then after 60 to 90 days if i can tell that they increased a shift or if they brought in a group of people who usually don't come in their friends and stuff i will give them um another raise as well and so i always like to show them I always tell them, "Hey, I'm not scared to pay extra money or more than what other bars and restaurants pay because I'm all about um, results. And mm-hmm. if you bring results, I'm willing to give you bonuses and pay you more. There's certain promotions we do where the staff they, they compete where they pre-sell tickets ahead of time. So if they sell the most tickets, they're all getting these little bonuses. Mm. So I always look for that and and just try to try to show them that they can move up the ladder." You know, and that's where you find those motivated people—the ones that go out, do all they can to to get people in the door for you and get them in on their shifts. I'm willing to pay them top dollar um, in order to do that.
0: Yeah, I think it's really smart of you. Um, one thing I've learned from interviewing all these great people is that they they always paint the picture of what you need to do to get the raise. They don't. They, they let you know, like, yeah, you can have a raise, but this is what you're going to have to do. Show me that you've done this, and then I'll, you know, hold up my end of the deal and give you your raise. And so many people th- that don't do that, they just, you know, you'll have somebody that's working for you for a year doing the same job that they've been doing the entire time. And they you never really gave them something to work towards to be more valuable, you know? And I think that is a really important thing to do. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Awesome. So – now, uh, let's talk about – this is a new question that I've been working in to the interview, and I'm excited about it. So what's one current struggle you're, you're struggling with or maybe one of your, your bars is struggling with or a struggle you see coming on the horizon, and what's your plan to
1: tackle that that challenge? You know, it's – honestly, it's it's really staffing um, at this point and just getting them to, to do the things that, that they need to do and also just keeping – or the whole hiring process, it, it's tough finding good – Staff, but then also getting the staff to make sure that they're doing their side work and everything. And I have checklists, processes, all that in place. I've been working on that over like the last 18 months. When something goes wrong, now figure out a way to make sure that never goes wrong again. And it's all about just. Finding the best systems to put into place that your managers can follow, but then also that I can follow up on too to make sure that those are, those are being done. Because again, I got the two places and I spend 98% of my time on bar restaurant success and working with other clients. So I think that right there would be the biggest struggle. I mean, we're doing great, but it's just, I think the main thing is just the staffing and finding good help. Mm. Yeah, you know, and
0: it's funny because I can't help but think about about one of my sponsors, Hot Schedules, which is so much more than just like scheduling management these days. Uh, you might have heard of Jasabi, which is now called Recruit from Hot Schedules, uh, and you are talking about recommendations from your, you know, telling people, hey, like who can you get, like finding people to, you know, if you hire good people, they usually know other good people and that's a good way to get more employees and uh, hot schedules has created a, a platform that allows you to do that and creates a hiring pool. Um, so it's called recruit and that's definitely worth checking out. Um, as far as a tool and it's, yeah, it's, it's really hard, but there's a lot of cool resources out there.
1: Awesome. Awesome. I'll, I'll take a look at that
0: for sure. All right, cool. And, uh, moving on to the next question and that topic is on, uh, resources. So is there a book, a must-read? I know you're, you're a voracious reader. You did a lot of research and studying and to learn more about marketing. So is there one book that is just a
1: must-read for anybody getting into this industry? Yes, uh, the e-book by Michael Gerber, or the Mm. e-myth, I'm sorry, the e-myth by Michael Gerber. And that whole book, again, that's what started teaching me about systems and processes and figuring out how to structure your business in a way where you can work less often and make the same, if not more money. Um, and it, it gives a lot of examples about McDonald's and franchises and, and why franchises are, are so much more successful than other small businesses. is because they have systems and processes and checklists and all these things in place where, you know, they make it impossible that things can be forgotten about or where things can slip through the cracks because they have the right systems of double checking certain things that need to be done. So I think um, the E-Myth is always uh, a number one book for any entrepreneur, bar owner, restaurant owner to, to definitely Read.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you, Nick. When you were talking about how you've automated your businesses and you only spend a few, a few days a, a month at your locations, I, I circled the word systems like a ten times because I was I wanted to pick your mind on the importance of systems and how um, you know some people they get they're in their restaurants and they, they have there are so many hats and they create these people dependent operations where you know everything is dependent on them themselves that they're the person that runs the business. And you need to replace yourself with those systems so you can uh, focus on the things that you love. Like, your passion is clearly marketing. And now you can focus on not only helping your own business with marketing, but helping other people. So now you have all these multiple levels of revenue coming into your life where you can be happy and do the things you love and um, expand. And, like, the e-myth by Michael Gerber is absolutely... Like, if, if you're serious about becoming a restaurateur or working in the industry and you haven't opened your place yet... Do yourself a favor and read that book first.
1: Yeah, and I I think that's the biggest mistake a lot of bar and restaurant owners make is that they try to do everything in their business just to save on costs, but. You know, they, they try to do the marketing, the promotions, the ordering, the scheduling, um, bartending, serving, the cooking. I mean, they try to play all the roles, and it takes a, a beating on you, and then you start losing focus on growing the business. Yes. Oh, and that's why if you could have all these little systems in place and have other people do the ordering, the scheduling, um, and, and your accounting, you can focus on growing the business of, okay, how can we take this Monday night from X amount in sales to, you know, uh, Z amount in sales,
0: Awesome stuff. Yeah, absolutely, man. I can't disagree with that for sure. So um, let's talk about uh, marketing. And, I mean, we've already spent some time on this, but this is going to be my my opportunity for you to um, just really give us, like, one huge, like, bomb of knowledge on marketing and, like, what we can do today to, like, really make a positive impact in our lives. Yeah, there's
1: a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, it's hard. It's a big topic. But I'm going to say the number one thing is is Having a way to capture people's information, but doing it in a much smarter, more profitable way than, you know, the way they might be doing it now. Uh, The whole fishbowl thing, you know, capturing people's information is no secret. I mean, it's been around forever, just like I said, with, with fishbowl. There's tons of other services out there, but there's ways you could. Do it much faster and grow the lich, list must much faster, like with what I said with applying a lead magnet. Give some kind of valuable offer up front that wouldn't even make somebody think twice about wanting to hand over their information in order to get this offer. You know, make it valuable, but do it in a way where, you know, you at least break even on the front end or maybe lose a little bit because don't think about the first time sale as getting rich. Think about the lifetime value of the customer and what they spend over the course of a year. So I always give the example Loyal regular. Let's just say in a bar, they spend a hundred hundred bucks a week. Okay, they come in five times, spend twenty bucks. I mean, that that that's pretty average, I would say, for for loyal regulars in bars. That's fifty two hundred dollars a year wow. to spend. So, what would you spend to acquire a brand new customer? Would you spend a thousand dollars to get back fifty two hundred dollars in sales? Of course you would. But you don't <laughs> have to spend a thousand dollars. There's ways that you could use um, like one of the ones, the most profitable way we're getting new customers into our door right now is using Facebook ads, Mm -hmm. but promoting a post and just putting our specials out there and pushing that promote post button and and hit 10,000 people with it. We're using the power editor inside of Facebook. And what the power editor is, it's uh, pretty much Facebook's advertising platform on steroids. You can target people based on their purchase Behavior. So, whatever they're buying on their credit cards and their debit cards, you can target people based on that. So, people who are buying beer, wine, liquor, meals at other bars and restaurants, you can create an ad and market only to those people. And that's what marketing is all about. It's so targeted,
0: man. That's like having like the most ridiculous scope on a like a rifle and just like hitting like Mm -hmm. a a fly from like a
1: mile away. (laughs) Exactly, It's, it's the sniper approach. But it's like you know, marketing's all about excluding everybody who doesn't want to do business with you or who you don't want to do business with, and only targeting your perfect prospects who would want to do business with you. So what we're doing is we're using these Facebook ads, and we're targeting people who do not like our page, people who buy beer, wine, liquor or food at other beer bars and restaurants on their credit and debit cards, and we're making them this valuable offer to get them in the door, and in order for them to get it, we're driving them to a one-page website that says, "Hey, enter your information below." To get this offer now, nobody's going to click on this ad if they have no interest or desire from seeing it from Facebook. So when they get to the uh, to the page, you know we're seeing eighty ninety percent of the people opt in because they already know what we're offering them, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's how we're getting people to hand over their information. We're bringing them in the door at pretty much a break even standpoint, and then we have the systems in place to follow up with them, build a relationship with them, and. I send out what's called my cheers letter. Okay. So we send this offer to them in, in, uh, by the mail. And this cheers letter is really a letter from me standing out, trying to get them to know me on a personal level. But I use something that's called damaging admission. And I learned this from a copywriter. What damaging admission is, is where you talk about some of the flaws that might be in your business to boost your credibility and your authority. So I tell them, hey, you know, most, or if you come in and if service isn't, you know, or I tell them, Um, It's almost impossible to run a 100 percent perfect bar restaurant business where there's no mistakes at all. When you when you're working with cooks and servers and bartenders and this and that, there's going to be times that somebody just doesn't get something right. The food might be messed up. Drink might be bad, whatever it is. It could happen. It doesn't happen that often, but if it does, I want to know about it because if I don't know about the things that are going wrong or that could be going wrong in the business, I can't fix them. And that's my goal is to fix everything that I can in order to give you the best experience. So if, if you know, it's very rare that this happens, but if that happens, please let me know. And so that really builds the credibility um, and you stand out completely different than any other owner. I mean, when's the last time you've gone to a bar or restaurant and received a letter like that? um, that also opens you up to, you know, who you are and what you stand for. And, you know, kind of where you're talking about, you're all about the customer experience and you want to make sure everything is great for them. You know, that stands out in somebody's mind and that gets them to come back. And you know what? There are times where I will get an email back from these people saying, Hey, I know you said in your email, I know you said in your letter that, Anything was to ever go wrong or you had a bad experience, you wanted to know about it. These people let me know and I make it up to them. I get them a gift card. I find out what server, what the problem was, and I fix it. But it keeps these people coming back rather than never coming back again.
0: Yeah, man. There's a lot of value in what you're saying. And I, and I, I want to add just one more thing before we move to the next question because you keep on talking about the list. And what people don't realize is your email list, that's, that's, like, that's traffic you own you own that like you can literally send anything like for example like Facebook you don't own that traffic like because Facebook I mean it's your website or your your Facebook page but Facebook might not be around five years there might be something new that comes up or Twitter might not be the hot happening thing or Instagram but with your email list That is always going to be yours. You own all those contacts, those connections, and email is not going anywhere anytime soon. So there's so much value in having that list and that that connection with people. Yeah, yeah. So awesome stuff. And uh, let's talk a little bit about technology. And I, I have a feeling that we're going to continue on the marketing topic with technology. But I mean, t- you know, it's been said that technology is an accelerator uh, to do things better, to do things faster, to be more productive, to be more efficient, to be more profitable. So, what are some of the technologies you're seeing um, that have been, you know, giving people a return on investment and really helping them just close the gaps?
1: Okay, well, one I'll tell you about that is working like crazy for me. And I got case studies on, on barrestaurantsuccess.com right now about this. But, um, there's something that's called retargeting and also geo targeting. And again, this does come with marketing. And I, I hope the listeners love this because it's all about getting new customers in the door and making you guys more money. Um, but one of the things that you can do to get like let's just take email for example. They say twenty, twenty five percent of your emails get open, the rest go to spam and all this. So if you have a list of a thousand people, only twenty percent get open. Two hundred people are reading about your new promotion. The other eight hundred people never see it. Okay. But if you have retargeting set up on your website and you could set up retargeting through like Google AdWords, and you could also do it through Facebook. But what retargeting is, it's where you, you put this, it's called a pixel and you put this pixel on the back end of your website. I don't know how to do that. I have my web people do that. So it's not like a bar restaurant owner has to get worried and be like, Oh, what's all this technical stuff. Hire this stuff out. Don't learn it. Okay. Hire it out. It's worth it. So have them place a retargeting pixel on your, on your website. So anybody who, Comes to your website now, they are pretty much tracked. It's like you're putting a chip in their brain and you could follow them all around the web, you know, on thousands of different websites. But the thing is, when you set up retargeting, these ads are only going to people who've actually been to your website. So you're targeting your best prospects. So if you're running traffic from Facebook, Twitter, your email, wherever, and you're taking people to your website, these are people who've shown an interest. OK, they, they they go to bars and restaurants or they would not be coming to your website, obviously. So with retargeting, I mean, you can hit these people with pennies on the dollars with banner ads all over the place. So what I try to tell my clients and what I'm doing myself is when we send out an email campaign for a certain promotion, we're spending just like 10 bucks, 10 bucks to retarget every single person that's hit our website about, let's just say it's trivia night or, or bingo, whatever it might be, a band, okay? So we're retargeting people a week ahead of time for t- 10 bucks, and we're getting this ad shown 15,000, 12,000 times in front of only the people who've shown interest in our business. So if they don't get the email, we know they're on the Internet. We know they're on their iPhone, their iPad, their their laptop or their desktop. But we're able to track them around thousands and thousands of different websites all, you know, all over. And we could place these ads right in front of them to remind them, hey, we have this going on for like 10 bucks. Wow. It's, it, it's you're so everywhere. I mean, that, that's what I'm hearing. Like, you're at all places. Like there's it, no getting around it. Exactly, or if they're streaming through Facebook, you pop up in front of them. So mm-hmm. we set up the Facebook retargeting, we set up the uh, um, the, the Google Ad retargeting um, as well. So those banner ads pop up all over the place. Um, so that that's one marketing strategy for you know the new technology. I mean that's that's where it's at in 2015. That's what all the big marketers are talking about these days is remarketing.
0: So if you could go back in time, Nick, and give yourself one piece of business advice, say when
1: you're just taking over. Your- your dad's business. What would that business advice be, and why? Um, it would definitely be to have systems in place and a strategy in place for everything of what you're doing with your marketing, and having goals in place instead of just going in and, and just running the business. You know, figure out a way that the business is going to run. Set it up in a way where you can leave for a month and you don't have to worry about anything that would be the number one thing you know yeah. it, it's just having the systems in place and and getting a mentor you know finding somebody who can push you and help you if you don't know how to put these systems into place mm-hmm. absolutely and if you
0: want to know where to go to learn more about the importance of systems and processes like uh, nick mentioned earlier the e-myth is the place to go to really give you a good foundation on how to get started on systematizing your business. And uh, I've partnered with Audible. So if you go to com slash unstoppable, you can get that book for free today if you haven't signed up for Audible yet. So uh, it's gold. If you haven't really committed to systems and processes and you want to learn more, again, head over to com slash unstoppable for your free book. And I know that the E-Myth is one of those books you can pick up. So awesome stuff. Um, I've asked you all the questions. If there was a question I could have asked you that would have added more value to this interview, Nick, what would it have been and why?
1: Um, Well, the one question would be, but I already kind of like answered it. The one question would be, you know, what would be the number one marketing strategy you would give to a bar or restaurant owner that would bring them the biggest, you know, the highest ROI on the marketing dollars? Um, And again, that would be the using Facebook's power editor and targeting people who are buying beer, wine, liquor, and food at other bars and restaurants on their credit and debit cards. Um, Because that is the most, those are the most profitable people you can go after. I mean, you can't go to the newspaper or the radio and say, Hey, I want to spend 500 bucks, but I only want to show this in front of people who, um, you know, are buying beer, wine, liquor on their credit cards. And, on top of that, I only want you to charge me for the people who actually take action. You know, you're only paying with those ads. You're only paying when people actually click. So you're paying for results. Mm. You know, so that would be the number one question, which I kind of had gone through that. Um, but I, I think that would be the number one way because, you know, in order to, there's three ways to grow a business. You can get more customers in the door. You can get them coming back more often or B, you can, you know, increase the, the average ticket price. And one of the best ways to really start growing a business is is to get more customers in the door. And that takes marketing, and it takes the right strategy so you don't feel like you're wasting your marketing dollars. And with this way, it's almost impossible to waste your marketing dollars.
0: Awesome stuff, man. You've been so great. Um, we're going to wrap up the episode now. We wrap up every episode by having you call somebody out. So who's one indie restaurant professional somebody you admire in this industry that you think would make a great guest mentor like you have for us today
1: honestly it would be uh (laughs) uh love him or hate him it would be john taffer wow you're setting the bar pretty high which is kind of a pun because his book raise the bar uh (laughs) he's 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 brilliant i've met him a few times out, out in vegas and um it's uh he, he's very smart. I, I don't agree with you know, a hundred percent of everything that that he says and does. But he's he's brilliant when it comes to um, opening uh, bars, restaurants, and I, I would say he he would be uh, he'd be the one I would say.
0: Well, he, he does have that book, Raise the Bar, um, and he does admit in his book that a lot of what you see on TV show but if you read that book which is another book that's on audible so audible slash unstoppable if you want to check that out um, he he has some great advice in that book I've even dedicated episodes to it so yeah I hundred percent agree and if you can help me connect with John Tafferman uh, I will make sure that happens
1: okay. yeah definitely <laughs> definitely be awesome great. thanks section in there about management that that's the big key takeaway I I got out of that oh for sure absolutely so um
0: why don't you let the people at home know who are listening in how we can connect with you Nick I mean like, if they want to email you, if they want to learn more about geo targeting or retargeting, like, where
1: can we pick up the conversation? Yeah, the best place they could go to would be barrestaurantsuccess.com. And if you look at the top of the navigation, there's a start here button um, or navigation button. And that walks you through what I call my loyal regular value optimization funnel. Um, and it walks you through step by step, a five step system of what. Of, it's pretty much what I install into my clients' businesses, and I give it away for free. Everything from the lead magnet, capturing people's information, the cheers letter, and then retargeting. I mean, it's a whole system in one of how to market, promote all of your, your, your specials and promotions
0: awesome stuff this is episode 188 so if you want to find the links to everything we talked about today to take action on nick's advice just head over to restaurant unstoppable.com slash 188 you'll find all the links right there nick dude you've been awesome you've really just given us a ton of value and knowledge in this interview i'm so happy you came on the show you're always welcome back i guess stay unstoppable dude there's no questioning you are unstoppable you really you crushed it today Awesome, man. I appreciate it. Good times. Cheers. I mean, isn't it just a great time to be a Restaurant Unstoppable listener this week? What an all-star week we're having. Yesterday, we had Mike Ganino on the show, and then today we are uh, just tearing apart the knowledge... Of Nick Fosberg and just so knowledgeable when it comes to marketing. Yesterday, we had Mike with all of his knowledge and leadership and management and just personal growth. Today, just again with the personal growth and pushing yourself to learn and to not call it quits and to really just constantly sharpen that saw, like we learned from uh, Stephen R. Covey with the seven habits of highly effective people. And we can see that happening with Nick. I mean, he, he was almost about to lose his bars. And he refused to quit. He didn't want to let down all those people that gave him the money, the people that worked for him. And he went out there, and he just became this voracious reader, this voracious learner about marketing. And now he's helping other people do the same thing. If you're not, if you're not inspired, I I don't know what's matter with you. Like, go see a doctor, uh, get some like adrenaline, like injected into you because this is just really valuable stuff and i'm so pumped to be delivering it to you so again this is restaurant unstoppable episode 188 you can find the show notes right there um i talked to nick we're gonna get him back on the show uh he's gonna become one of our authorities for his email marketing and really building your list and really uh getting uh, behind your brand ambassador so they can uh come into your restaurant and just be those loyal loyal customers and uh just such great stuff today. And if you guys want more podcasts like this, more episodes just like the ones we had this week with Mike and, and Nick here, you can help me out by shooting me an email, Eric at restaurant unstoppable, and telling me who you wanna hear from. Who are those authorities in your neighborhood, in your community, those those people who are just known for being the restaurant tour to go to to learn from? I'll get them on the show. We'll learn together. Or simply uh, just give me a five-star review on iTunes and Stitcher Radio to show uh, your appreciation and to, to give us an honest review of what you think we're doing. Those those reviews really do help getting noticed. And then lastly, use my links. Uh, if there's a product or service that's mentioned on the show, uh, just either get in touch with me, shoot me an email, eric at com. I will put you in touch with the right people or you can use the links in the show notes. Uh, those landing pages are how they know you find out about their services from Restaurant Unstoppable. And uh, I get some commissions there, and those commissions just help me, uh, you know, keep food on the table. And maybe someday I might even be able to move out of my parents' house. So help me out, please. And then, um, or just you know, give me a call, email me uh, if you have some questions. Um, You know, I will give you my phone number, first just shoot me an email, we'll talk, maybe you just want to get inspired, maybe you just want to help connecting with somebody who's in the industry, who was a guest on the show, and maybe they can help you, just don't be afraid to reach out, I'm here to keep you guys going, to get you pumped up, to help you chase your dreams, so alright, that's all I have today, thank you so much for joining us, and until next time, peace out.